What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. It is good to be with you. I'm having a fun week. I just had a very couple of very fun days back-to-back at Wrigley Field. One, taking my nephew, who's up from Texas, and he was just sopping up the atmosphere, had a great time. And the next day, I went back with my daughter, and we caught our second foul ball, not just of the season, but of ever, and we are riding high. We're having a, a great week and having a lot of fun, and I hope you are as well. I think who one who we can say is not having as much fun this week is our esteemed geriatric president, uh, Joe Biden. He had a very quirky and weird week this past week. Uh, started when he was giving a, a speech and he was doing the whole good old folksy Joe thing and he seemed to hint that he has cancer. It was very, very bizarre if you listen to the clip and of course, as always, the White House staff had to very quickly walk it back and do damage control. But he was saying something along the lines of you know being his old folksy Joe thing again and was telling some very cock and bull story about uh, rain and snow in Pennsylvania and and having to clear the the windshield for his mother and 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 that's how or that's why so many of us from here have cancer. It was just really really weird. One did did he just say that he current present tense has cancer for one, which. Clearly, I, I don't believe he does. But then he seemed to then hint that people in Pennsylvania or from Pennsylvania got cancer from this cancer snow. I just what? So if you if you cleared off a windshield like when he was a kid in Pennsylvania, you got cancer from doing it. It was just it was so weird. It was so muddled. The guy, I don't know if he's just losing his touch on his little folksy anecdotes, which of course are a bunch of crap. I, I don't know. It, it's hard to know what exactly is going on in that geriatric brain of his, but it, it was certainly weird. And even com- compounded by the fact that after the White House is doing me- immediate damage control, they're saying, no, 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 the president doesn't have cancer. He had cancer from a physical, he had a melanoma removed, <laughs> whatever. I don't, I don't care. But then... Very quickly, the next day, very quietly, ho-hum. Oh, yeah, he is also tested positive for COVID. Oh. Oh, really? Remember, this is from the dude who a year ago was telling us that we are looking at a long, deadly winter and a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I mean, a year ago, he was telling us that if you are vaccinated, you won't get the virus. I mean, now we have this double-vaxxed president. So he's had four shots, and lo and behold, he gets COVID. Now, of course, we've long since known that, of course, you can get COVID if you are vaccinated. And, of course, just as quickly as they made the announcement that he has tested positive for the virus, very quickly said, well, and he is now very thankful that he is fully vaccinated and blah, 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 which is just such nauseating unverifiable assertion that when of course anybody who is 
vaccinated and masked, test positive for COVID, they immediately need your say, Well, I'm just so lucky that I'm vaccinated because if not, it would it would be you know totally worse. Which they have some kind of anecdotal chart saying those who are vaccinated are less likely to be hospitalized and blah blah blah. Which you know there is many studies that you know, assert the opposite. But of course, it's just knee jerk. You know, you have to have to say it. But of course, that's the narrative. You know that that's that's the knee jerk. That's what people who don't think are going to say. They're just going to grab a talking point and assert it. Of course, it's, it's that assertion is a bit undone by the also esteemed Dr. Burks this past week, who I believe she's on some kind of book tour or something. I don't know why she's popping up, but she in interviews this week gave some very interesting admissions. And she said, you know, early on that they knew that the vaccine would not protect against infection. And just like social distancing and masking and quarantining and all other kind of useless crap that we put our culture through around the globe for a couple of years, she admitted that they overplayed vaccinations. They overplayed so much during this whole thing and that she anytime she opens his mouth her mouth she should make your blood boil just like any time tony fauci opens his mouth your blood should boil these people are shysters they're hucksters they are making crap up they've been making crap up and the science loving crowd just takes what they say at face value does not think about it and runs with it and here dr burks is saying even this past week, yeah we, yeah, we we knew early on that the vaccine would not prevent infection. And, and you know, looking back on it, yeah, we really did overplay, you know, vaccination somewhat. Okay, good to know now. Because, you know, saying that two years ago and saying that one year ago would have gotten you banned on social media. Certainly would have gotten you some kind of some kind of uh, asterisk that says, you know, get real information on COVID, blah, 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 blah. If, if you were to say that type of thing or assert that type of thing and, and have it not be removed, you certainly would have got a, a truth detection tag of some kind. Meanwhile, these idiots, after the fact, are always, oh, yeah, no, no, we knew that, that that wouldn't work. Oh, yeah, we knew we overplayed that. Yeah, I mean, we were just, you know, trying to do it. Oh, gosh. I mean, these people, at very minimum, should be drugged in front of a investigatory committee and possibly even put into jail. I mean, good Lord, the damage that these fools have caused. I mean, even this past week, Fauci was on there saying, oh, no, believe me, you know, masks do work. They work. They prevent infection. And you can, like, even like a year ago, he was saying, no, 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 it's well known that, that masks do not prevent infection i mean so which is it dude i mean I, I can't believe anybody is giving this clown any credibility whatsoever but he just for a lot of people cannot do any wrong it is bizarre it is cultish it's weird but when people believe it they put this science tag on it i mean damned if you're going to be able to convince them otherwise it's, it's just so so strange and so bizarre when equally as bizarre as this fascination and worry about monkeypox that's bubbling up lately. And this is the very 
disease that has been well known since, you know, at the latest, the 70s, where vaccines have existed for quite some time. And you really only see it in certain, like, I believe, like rainforest areas of the Congo, uh, where people are exposure to you know, wild animals or eat something that they probably shouldn't and and they develop it. But now for some reasons unknown, this thing is spreading a little bit. And this current bump that we're seeing in the in the Western world initiated from European bathhouses and orgies, specifically uh, by gay men having unprotected gay sex. And it is primarily spreading here in the U.S. amongst the gay men community who are having unprotected sex. But of course, that is not stopping those who are addicted to fear porn and want to be scared of something all the time. People are starting to freak out about monkeypox. Now, monkeypox is something that, as I understand, can cause some very painful lesions, fever, um, some swelling in certain areas, and, and maybe even some hospitalizations to take care of it, but is completely not lethal. But that is causing panic and causing even some people to push mass vaccinations for a non-lethal virus that is ex- spreading almost entirely amongst gay men having unprotected sex. So if you are not a gay man having unprotected sex, the likelihood that you will contract monkeypox is about as close to zero as you can imagine. And it almost kind of begs the question, do we need to term this into the... the uh, category of an STD? Oh no no no! Can't do that. That would be homophobic. I mean, why? I mean, you see where it's. Wouldn't you want to warn them? I mean, you see how it's spreading and where it's spreading amongst. Wouldn't you want to give them a heads up? I don't know. Seems like you would. But I don't know. That that seems to be uh, homophobic and likely it just as much as is. I don't think anybody is trying to encourage or suggest any kind of change in habits and behaviors amongst those who are most likely to come in contact with this. Now, reverse two years ago, those who were healthy and not at risk, they were being asked to shelter in place, to quarantine, to shut down the economy, to stop travel, to shut down schools, shut down churches, all of that to prevent or to help prevent a spread, which it didn't it spread anyway, of a virus that if you are not obese or an octogenarian is, has about the same lethality as the seasonal flu. But there was panic. Everybody was asked to change their habits immediately. But with monkeypox, no one's being asked to change any habits of theirs. Even if that means, you know, you might want to hold off on that one-night stand. Or you might want to, you know, put something on before you do. You cannot say that without the risk of being called 
homophobic. It's bizarre. I don't get it. Uh, but that seems to be how we handle these things now. It's just fear and panic. And some people see, just seem to be addicted to it. I don't get it. I also saw a very weird uh, weird story this past week. Uh, did you know that there was an assassination attempt on a candidate for governor in New York? It was so weird and surreal. If you look up the video on this, this guy whose name is Lee Zeldin, who is running for governor in New York. He's running against Governor Hochul, I believe her name is. She's the one who who presumed the office after uh, after the uh, Governor Cuomo had to step down because of all of the groping and grabbing that he was found to have been engaged in. But this this guy, uh, Lee Zeldin, was giving a Trump Trump a stump speech on the campaign trail, and he was on some flatbed truck with a you know hay bales like you, you tend to see all around you know, politicians who are stumping for themselves. Meanwhile, this dude in a veteran hat walks up with one of those uh, tools. I think that they're kind of meant for women to like fight off an attacker where they're like kind of almost look like a cat with these sharp you know ears. It's metal, you know, and where you can uh, you know defend yourself if someone trying to attack you. Well, he walks up to this guy giving this stump speech with this thing in hand and saying it's going to end now, and then he's quickly tackled to the ground but it, that t- uh, weapon that tool made it within you know inches of this guy uh, given the speech now would it surprise you if i told you that lee zeldin is a republican and would it also surprise you if i told you that his attacker was immediately released and charged with attempted assault i mean can you imagine if this were uh, a different a candidate from a different political party and maybe from a different demographic this guy would be held forever he'd be charged with a hate crime amongst other things he'd be called an assault on our democracy and so on and so forth i mean it was it was so egregious how quickly this guy was was turned loose that i believe he even now has to face federal charges because i i think even the the biden white house says whoa 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 <laughs> We, we can't be letting this type of attempted political assassination just kind of be okay, you know. But, I mean, they were, they were just going to charge him on a state level with attempted assault. Now, compare that to the PTSD that we hear uh, regaled to us by the esteemed AOC talking about January 6th. You know, the same assault on our democracy, this uh, insurrection that they have televised hearings on where the most armed segment of our uh, society is said to have engaged in a violent and deadly insurrection completely unarmed. (laughs) Completely unarmed. And they were going to attack and kill AOC amongst others and so on and so forth. Where here, here this guy running for governor actually had somebody attempt to stab him on the campaign trail and he is charged with attempted assault but meanwhile all those goofballs who are acting the fool and entering in the capital they are still being held in solitary all this time as they await their charges of trespassing but this guy attempted assault 
It's, uh, it insults the intelligence if you think about it too much. Um, but it's, but that's again, like I said, that's that's how how we are, and that's where we are. But on on the plus side, I did see that David Dorn's murderer was found guilty, which I applaud, and that was good to see. If you don't remember, David Dorn was the retired police. I don't know if he's our police chief or police officer. I don't remember that detail, but he was uh, in a a riot. He actually went to a friend's pawn shop to try to protect it against uh, rioters and looters. Those trying to trying to steal. He's trying to just get them out and protect it for his friend. Well, he was shot and killed during those riots, or I guess yeah, mostly peaceful protests. Right? Is that that's what we're calling them? I again, I forget the etiquette. But he was he was beaten and killed at, uh, at for I believe like a, a crappy flat screen TV is what uh, he was killed for. But thankfully his murderer was found guilty, so there will be at least some justice in that uh, to bring that whole nightmare episode to to a stop. So that's that's was good to see. Now, lastly. You know, I've been saying for quite some time that I absolutely do not want Donald Trump to run in 2024 for many reasons. Not the least of which is I just can't freaking take it. I just can't. I can't go through that again. I can't take all of the the hate. I can't take all of the tweeting and just the craziness that, that comes with it. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And plus, he's going to be too old. You know, we've been saying for a long time and pointing out rightly how old Joe Biden is, how feeble he is, how just incapable he is of physically doing this job. He's just too freaking old. Well, Donald Trump, even though he's much more spry, he will also be equally as old were he to win another term in 2024. And I just don't want to go down that again either. I just That's it. I'm good. I'm good. We've seen it. We're done it. He's good. Yeah, he probably got screwed out of his re-election I you know, probably so can't really prove it but you know that ship has sailed the election's over let's move on and try to fix things because you know our country is kind of the Springfield fire uh, tire fire right now we gotta we gotta do something we can't uh, can't go back there however and also you know, he, he would be a, you know, if he were to be elected he would immediately step in as a lame duck president which I think would do nobody any favors he had a Republican majority in the House and Senate that was not willing to work with him for his first two years of his term from 2016 to 2018. I would be surprised if a Republican majority, if if the red wave happens this fall, that they would be willing to work with him again. So, so many different reasons. I just, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. Not a Trump guy, not a MAGA guy. So, do not want him to run. However, (laughs) you know, much like that. That video a couple years old of that woman eating the or drinking the kombucha, right? Where she kind of has stink face and then oh, you know, and then stink face again. That's kind of how I feel with with Donald Trump running for president. I'm like, oh, no, stink face, stink face. And then this past week, I heard him. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and that is apparently it, with the words out that if he were to run again in 2024, and were he to win, that he's already kind of laying the groundwork to fire upwards of 50,000 federal government employees. To which I say, oh, you have my attention now. You know, so much so that I would think 
anybody, Republican or Democrat, might want to jump on this issue right here. Because is there anybody who think who doesn't think that our federal government is way too bloated, way too big, and the bureaucracy just way too complex? I mean, we we have these border agencies that can't keep up, and people just flying across the border because they're outmanned. You know, maybe we can at least reallocate resources. But you had that instance a couple of weeks ago where, amongst the perpetual wave of migrants coming across the border, there was that semi trailer in cut in San Antonio where like 30 some people boiled to death, just died and baked to death in that tractor trailer. But they would have been stopped. They would have found if anybody was at a way station, if there was anybody inspecting that, uh, that trailer that was, these coyotes were running all of these people across the border. So if he's going to come in and clean house, and maybe prevent these types of things, you know, okay, you know, now I'm going to think. Now I might think. Again, it might be something that DeSantis wants to jump on. It might be something that Christy Noem wants to jump on. Um, but it would certainly be something that I would would be in full support of, so much so that I might even think about changing my mind and, and supporting or at least be warm to the idea of Donald Trump winning again. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I I just might. Now, I also wanted to leave with you with one reminder that you know, Ghislaine Maxwell it, it received 20 years for what she did to traffic all those girls to uh, Jeff Epstein and his clientele, and we still don't know the names of all of those predators, of all those molesters, all those child rapists, all those creepy dudes, who were engaging in their services. We still don't know the names of all the people that she helped to molest those poor girls. She's going to jail for 20 years, uh, but no one has had their name leaked as of yet. And I find that bizarre to the point of being, being troubling. You know, R. Kelly received 30 years this woman received 20, and none of the names are known yet. And I, I can't, for the life of me, wrap my mind around why that could possibly be. It's, just, it's again, I don't get it. Now, also, one, one last thing. This is going to be my last thing I'll leave you with. I, speaking of Gen X, I saw a preview and a clip from the new Beavis and Butthead, I think it's a series that is going to be coming out soon on one of the streaming plus services. Now, normally, again, you, you've heard me here, I am not for all of this prequels and reboots and sequels and all of that kind of crap that has been coming out and and being so devoid of any, any new ideas. And so when I first saw that there's going to be a Beavis and Butthead revival, I thought, oh, good Lord, really? Again, aren't we over that? It kind of ran its course and, and burned out quick. But it is something that was very uniquely Gen X, that show, if you remember. I loved it when it came out. I thought it was hilarious. Particularly when you think how when Mike Judge created that show, he didn't make it for us. 
he made it to mock us. You know, he had Beavis and Butthead being kind of like your typical, your typical, your stereotypical goofy Gen Xer high school kid, just laughing at stupid stuff and and any kind of uh, innuendo or whatever would get them to giggle uncontrollably. But when it came out, we Gen Xers, including myself, loved it. We thought it was hilarious. It was great. And we followed it and made it a thing, and it stayed around for a little while. Although, to be fair, it did kind of you know run its course pretty fast. It became passe pretty quick, so you know there certainly was that. And I think once the movie came out, Beavis and Butthead to America and Cornholio and whatever, it was kind of you know it it was it was finding its uh, its end right. We all remember that. But I saw a clip of the new show, and really, I'm I might be all in on it because in this clip that I saw, you had you know Beavis and Butthead. I think they may have been like time traveling or something, but they get enter into this uh, high school or high school this college lecture hall, and the uh, professor immediately starts lecturing them about their white privilege. <laughs> and and said Butthead, in typical fashion, respond like, oh, really? I have that? And they're like, well, what is it? And it said, well, it's when just because you're white, you can take anything, and the cops won't even do anything about it. And, of course, their eyes bug out like, really? That's cool. I have that? <laughs> And, and the professor, of course, thinking that you know, she made some profound inroads on these kids. And so the next scene shows them like going through this college cafeteria, cutting in front of people, taking their stuff and be like, no, it's cool. I have white privilege. <laughs> I, I can take what I want. <laughs> it's cool. No, the, the police won't do anything about it. And it, it is just hysterical to take that trope and to flip it on its head. Was It's just so on point for Beavis and Butthead is just so on point. For that show and for us Gen Xers to take something and mock it and make fun of it and and laugh at, laugh at it and laugh at ourselves, it was pretty good. So that kind of has my attention. I think I might have to check it out once that comes out and and a tip of the cap to Mike Judge because I think he's come up with another good idea. So I'm going to get back to my, the fun that I'm having with my kids this week. I hope you are enjoying your summer as well and we will see you next time shout out to slash we'll talk to you later or whatever